This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. When you're always rushing out the door in the morning but still want to make every breakfast count, try Blue Apron's new ready-to-cook meals that offer your favorite fresh quality ingredients ready in minutes. With 60-plus options each week, you can choose from an ever-changing mix of high-quality meat, fish, vegetarian, WW-recommended, and wellness offerings. Order now and get $110 off across your first five orders when you visit blueapron.com unique. Thanks for listening to The Reds Report. This podcast is sponsored by Webmart. If you want to get more out of your marketing, drive out costs, and find out which channels are best for you and your company, then visit our website, webmartuk.com, or just search Webmart Barnsley. Innovate. Create. Communicate. This is for the fans. The Vibe. Online, on mobile, and here. Play The Vibe Barnsley. From the heart of South Yorkshire, this is The Vibe. Jump into the music. Well, a pretty successful day, final day of the transfer period, saw Matty James and Herbie Kane riding into town. No target men though, um, the club are saying they're looking at the free agent market to fill that gap on the pitch. Um, two, two true draws against two good sides, that's a lot of twos. Uh, Adam Murray still in his second spell as caretaker manager, looking for his first win. Lots to talk about then on this week's Reds Report with Steve Andrews and Carlo van der Watering. This is for the fans. The Reds Report on The Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. Get comfortable now, Steve. Sit back. How are we doing? There are lots of tools in that, weren't there? Yes, there was. Um, We were sat here last week and it was... I can't say negative, but we were a little bit downhearted that, you know, we were coming to the last day of the transfer period and nothing really had happened. Um, A good final day. Matty James. Yeah. Herbie Kane. Yeah, that was a surprise. It's not bad, is it? I was happy with that. Um, yeah, obviously we were waiting for that big, uh, that big announcement for that centre forward, and unfortunately it didn't come, did it? No. And over the last two games, which I know we're going to talk about, 
um, I think it's being glaring that uh, that's what's, that's what we're missing. Let's talk then about the ones that have that have come in. Um, first of all, Callum Britton. No, we didn't know much about him. We got his first, um, well, I suppose, our first taste of Callum Britton. That sounds a bit weird, actually. But we saw him for the first time in action, his debut yesterday. We're going to talk about the matches separately. But um, when he came in, brought in, do you think, to cover for Ben Williams in that sort of role down that side? Or what, what, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, like you said, we've not heard of him. I'd never, I knew nothing about him. Uh, my first thought was, oh God, I hope it's not a panic buy just to, you know, get somebody in to cover that position. Um, but going on last night's last night's performance as an opening performance, I've got to say I'm really quite impressed. Yeah. Um, rather unknown, but from what we've seen, seems to slot in. And um, probably slightly different with Herbie King. We've seen him play against Barnsley and at times seen him almost destroy our midfield, especially when he, when he played for Doncaster. Um, to get him in on a four-year deal, I believe, that's that, that's a good signing. That shows a bit of intent from the board, doesn't it? I thought that was a really good signing and definitely out of left field. I mean, mm-hmm. everybody thought we were looking at Ben Lightman at Donny. Um, and quite a few people were disappointed when we didn't get him but then Herbie Kane for 1.25 yeah. or something yeah. like that um, I've got to say he's never been 21 year old he's had an heavy pave around hasn't he been, he's, he's had it hard that like but no uh, class player hmm. uh, and I think we'll, uh, we'll do really well for us I mean, um, looking at the history players that have come all have grown up within the Liverpool system have always you know, done 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 well for us. Um, can you remember the matches against Doncaster? I mean, whole last season he was you know he was injured a lot, so he wasn't. But no, he ran the show, the midfield, didn't he? When uh, when when we played Donny, he's definitely that sort of midfielder. Yeah, um, he's quite mobile, even though he's quite a largish largish guy. Uh, he's got a lovely pass on him, um, free kick wise. Although we haven't seen anything as yet, we know he's he's got that in his locker as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, hopefully, as I say, he will be. The next, um, I'm not. I'm not even going to pick a player because he's going to go. No, he's not. No, he's not. Uh, he's going to be a good player for Well, listen, he has number eight, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, if you look back over time, I know they didn't all wear number eight, but in that sort of position, Barnsley, and I've, I've said this loads of times on this show. When you look at your Redferns, your Hignett, um, when you look at your um, Howard's Hurahan. You know, there, there, there is a, a row of, of there's a large line of, of, of midfielders that have done really well for us, became crowd favourites, and, and have gone on to do really well as well. And he's got the I mean, to be to be bought from Chelsea, uh, sorry, from Liverpool at 21, he must have some pedigree in him to still be playing for him. Yeah, you would have thought so, uh, and you, you can see just by looking at him, looking at the way that he he moves around the pitch. I know we've not really seen much of him in a red shirt. But he's, he's definitely got something. He's got that air about him that you just a bit, bit more confident, you know, comfortable on ball, that sort of that sort of player. Yeah, and then. Um we thought it was all done and we thought oh you know it's really well with midfield we've got a lot of options out comes the man unknown from Leicester that when we had him previously I described him as a, uh, a Rolls Royce in a fleet of BMWs when we, when we were in the midfield I was going to say he's almost like a Renault Kajar in, in a fleet of three double eights and another class signing yeah really really good um, I wouldn't necessarily 
call him a. I, I don't know what you what would you call him now. More of a sort of a Rolls Royce in a fleet of. Need to be careful, don't you? Um, Bemis, old uh, old types. Yeah, did really well for us on loan last time. Uh, that sort of gritty midfielder that I think will we've lacked a little bit at yeah. times. Uh, I think Moit has been trying to play that role. Um, and it's not his game, which I think no. I've said previously. Um, but no, I'm really good to see Matty James back. Hopefully, he's as good as he was before, which is no reason why not. Yeah. Uh, straight into well, for me, he'd slot straight into the side. You look then. Um, Adam Murray, obviously still in, in temporary charge. Her today, three names: uh, Ismail. Uh, Adam Murray and a third one that we don't know who it is. So he'll get it then. Probably, yeah. yeah. So if you look at if you look at the midfield, um, Styles should be back playing this weekend. We hope after injury. Mowat, Palmer, James, Kane. Am I missing anybody? I mean, uh, well, we've actually got a glut of a midfield, isn't we? Yeah. Thomas and Simoes on end of that, I suppose. But yeah. For your central. Your central whatever system he wants to play. Um, yeah, you've got four or five all fighting for two-ish, three spots, I suppose. How would you decide who goes where? I mean, Adam Mowood is, is playing week in, week out, and and I don't mean this as a criticism. It was a very short summer break. He's played every match last season and, and looks like he'll do it again. He's the club captain. Are we are we narrowing that field because Mowat is always playing by only being able to play one other person there? Or would you say actually maybe he's due a little rest because he he has played you know every minute of every match since coming out of lockdown those nine matches a very short break and bang straight back at it. I think if we were being honest, um, he's not been at his best lately. Uh, a lovely little clip of a for for goal last night. Yeah. No, I, again we're back to players in the correct position um, I don't think he's, he's been at his best would I give him a rest yeah, possibly so um, I'd like to see some of the other combinations that we could have uh, I know Moy has been known to play he can play wide right uh, and he can play that quite well so it still keeps him there um, personally I, I wouldn't I, I probably would go with a different pairing yeah and um, Looking at those midfielders, so we we know all about Styles, we know all about Mowat. Um, we've seen Palmer now uh, back in the fray after uh, Struber's departure. He seems to have found that you know found himself in in the team again. And, and we'll I'll, I'll discuss them very shortly, one by one. What does Romel Palmer bring when 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 he's playing? I think that's going to be the difficult decision uh, whether Murray's still in charge for Saturday or whether somebody else comes in. Um, if they've watched the last two games. There's nobody can say that Palmer's not played really well. No. Um, I personally wouldn't have, wouldn't have taken him on off last night. I thought he was playing well, uh, and Kane came on, and I thought Kane were poor. Mm. If I were being brutally honest, um, Palmer should have stayed on for me. So at the minute, if you're going on how they're playing, how can you how can you drop Palmer? Uh, I don't think you can. But then again, then who do you put with him? Matty James is a quite a similar, all right, more experienced. I get that. But you know, who, who would you put with with Palmer? Yeah. Um, is is more? Do you think? It, it, 
is this a little bit of a fire up motor to our so to speak of, of you know it, yeah. it's not it's, it's, it's not a, an automatic choice week in week out because now on the bench we could just field five, five midfielders on the bench couldn't we if we wanted yeah. to um, it's, it, it's a good thing because I think uh, Moy has now got to got to step up whereas before he got and I don't mean this disrespectfully he got kids behind him mm. with Palmer with Styles, with Similes now he's got he's got kids who we know are good players yeah. but he's also got that bit of class as well with Matty James with Herbie Kane so he's got he's got to he's got to up his game as well let's be honest and I suppose uh, Matty James can play the role that Solbauer played at the back for our defenders because they learned off and didn't they? it became more solid unit when Solbauer started playing you know Anderson's cut the mistake out and out with Hellick so an experienced head can sort of I suppose direct things a little bit more and more influence on the pitch and, and Matty James at 29 you would say he's probably well he's that player isn't he that we need a bit of a cool head and sometimes um, we were talking about before we go on air I know we do a lot of running and a lot of pressing but sometimes it doesn't get us anywhere does it in fact it cr- creates gaps further up the field that our opposition will then um, exploit um, so uh, the club have come out and said they are looking at the free agent market um, all the money spent on, on bringing Matty James back and, and buying Herbie Kane or um, did, did anybody did it fall outside our sort of budget do you reckon because surely everybody said I mean don't get me wrong the signings have been amazing but it's the target man we've been waiting now for since Kiefer Moore left which is over a season ago uh, and now we're looking in the free agent market I mean is that is that is that about having the money to go to M&S but buying off a car boot or? It, it does sort of sort of scream of desperation to a certain extent doesn't it mm. um, you look at some of the players that's out there as a free agent um, I'll be quite honest. Ninety percent of them have, you know, I don't. I, I, I sent you the profile of one of them. Yeah, you did. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, somebody. You know, go over there. Yeah. Senegal, I think, played for off, off, off French Senegal. But I think he played for the French. Yeah, he's, he's a free agent at the moment. The thing is, with free agents, it's all well and good if we're going to be prepared to pay wages. Exactly. To get somebody decent in, they're going to want, especially if they've come from sort of a higher level they're going to want a decent wage yeah. does that then scupper how you know the wage system that we have at Barnsley it, it, it's going to be a balancing sort of balancing sort of act with that it, it comes down again to the business plan and the DNA does it like they're, they're not going to um, look at the storage and bring him in because the money he'll want is is just unaffordable or they don't want to spend it because they don't want to gamble on buying success which we know sometimes doesn't work um, the, thing, the flip side to that is if you've got an older striker who has been you know top of his game premiership or wherever in Europe that is prepared to come and play hmm. for, the love of, for the love of the game yeah. and take X amounts of pounds and it's right, isn't it? Because somebody in the twilight years of their sort of, you know, career, um, to come to Barnsley and get five, six, seven grand a week, it builds up a nice little saving spot through the season, doesn't it? Well, it does if it puts them back, unless it puts them back in shop window, because they're not going to go back to a Premiership side. However, you know, if you come in and score, you can score three or four goals in your first two or three games, mm-hmm. you know, for some of them, it gets the face back into media, gets them on Sky Sports. You know, it's that sort of. It, it could create a snowball effect for them, for when they come to retire, uh, that sort of thing. And we've look at players who've gone on to do commentating and stuff like that. Yeah, and we've done that before, haven't we? Um, 
Adam Hamill had his dark times, had his problems, and, and went way, way, way off route, and then started training back with the club, and he earned himself a contract. Ricardo Vaste, you know, he was the Bolton wonder kid that went to Scotland and, 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 and you know, could score in a brothel. Yeah. Uh, we brought him here and sold him for, sold him for half a million to West Ham, and he scored the goal to get him to the Premier League, yeah. you know. So I suppose that those gems are, are out there. Um, something I read, um, it's not confirmed, so it's not confirmed, but something I read on social media is that the rumours going around that the club's got rid of all their scouts. All their scouts, they now purely have analyst spreadsheets. So if somebody's identified, they will go and, and watch them and analyse them. But the scouts that we used to have that went out to, you know, Boreham Wood versus Dagenham or, or whatever, I'm all gone. It, it, I suppose it shows for the club the faith in the spreadsheet that they've got. Is that putting all your eggs in one basket as well, maybe? Um, yeah, I mean, it's all right to have a new spreadsheet. But let's face it, some players then will get missed. Just because they have a particularly, as a youngster, somebody, if, if, if nobody's going to see them, you're not going to see fresh talent as such. Surely there's got to be some communication between the spreadsheet and your lower division uh, sort of non-league sides as well or else how are you going to unearth these gems are you reliant purely on um, people actually coming to the club for a trial as a youngster and bringing them through or are you just reliant on whoever's running the spreadsheet putting the correct names on it it, it, it doesn't seem it doesn't seem the right way to go about it it's difficult, isn't it? Because um, I always think, well, however it goes on data, it's it's not a foolproof plan. And and without you know attacking, you know, we have got people at the club that were identified through the spreadsheet that's been out on loan to clubs lower in in lower leagues than what were playing and were relegated with those teams. Not really done much, so. Um, I suppose, I don't know, you know when you buy a car you want to test drive, you're not just going on the specs on the advert, you want to test drive, you want to see it done, and, and I suppose we've, we've taken that away, but um, an interesting development, and I don't know if that's because of Covid and the money and everything, but yeah, that, that was something that came out yesterday. Um, we've played two matches, be before we start sort of detailing those matches and going a little bit further into it, um, just your thoughts on the head coach situation, so um, Dane Murphy spoke to the press today, he said Adam Murray is in um, is, is on shortlist, um, um, I forgot his first name, but... Is well, is Valerian. Valerian, yeah, not Valerie, but Valerian Ismail. Yeah. Um, and a third person who nobody knows, um, you know. Valerian Ismail has gone from 25-30 to 1 to 1 to 20, so he seems very much the odds-on favourite. I would presume, and I mean, I know I'm not part of it, I would presume, while ever... I mean, Adam Murray's doing a half-decent job, you know, we've not lost, we've not been pasted like we were at Stoke last season, but, you know, he's not going to win either, so I suppose um, the club said they don't want to string it out as long as, as, as last time with Stendhal, but it's been a while though, hasn't it? Like, it feels, because we had the international break, it just, it feels a bit like it's it's knocking on again. If, if they're working off these spreadsheets and all these things that they supposedly have in place... That says to me that they already had an idea of who they wanted managers to be, probably even before Struber left. Yeah. Um, of the three names that's left, I think we talked about Ishmael last week. Uh, his pedigree is, on paper, quite excellent as mm -hmm. a player. Crystal Palace, Bayern Munich, uh, won some stuff, looked yeah. really tidy. As a manager, he's only 45 years old um, and has looked good. He's always won more than he's lost in the, in the few clubs that he's been at. 
So, yeah, that looks quite an exciting signing. Yeah. Adam Murray, I don't want to go over old ground and I don't want to be too negative, but he's been in, uh, behind scenes since Stendhal and with very little improvement for me, uh, even from the last two games. Uh, I think it, it needs a change up, it needs something fresh. Um, knowing Barnsley, it will be choice number three, please. Yeah. Um, Dane Murphy said today that whatever happens, Adam Murray will have a, a, a place or a job at the club. Um, that's a bit awkward, isn't it? Because he, he, he was on... Um, uh, Strew was sort of like, you know, assistance bench kind of thing. He was he was part of that. Um, we're going to keep him with the club. What if somebody comes in and wants to bring his own backdoor staff in, his own backroom staff of, you know, fitness or whatever? Backroom's better than backdoor. Well, yeah. I'll talk about backdoor later on. Um, but... On one side, great that they're showing faith in in in, in Adam Murray, um, but saying he will always have a job at the club. Um, is that maybe hinting that maybe it wasn't the right time, but maybe next time, well, in about a year's time, when we sack the current manager oh, yeah. and we're looking again, that that the third third time lucky for him because um, people are on the fence, social media, very much people saying, uh, you know, I think we ought to give him a go and blah blah blah, and other people saying, well, he's not, he's had two chances now. He had five matches last time. He's had two or three already. Yeah. Um, not really pulling any trees up, is he? He's brought players back in the natural position. Um, it didn't take a, a, a level three UEFA qualified coach to, to realise that actually Coley Woodrow up front as a number nine is far more threatening. Ronald Palmer has, has come back in. He's not really set anything alight, has he? I don't think he's excited. He's not exciting people. No. Oh yeah, there's, there's mixed, mixed views on Twitter, on Facebook, etc. Uh, other social media platforms are of <laughs> um, but you know what it, it doesn't excite me no he's been here for X amount of years there's never there's not been any real improvement as such um, he's, he had five games before I know it's not many he's only had two games now I know it's not many but there's nothing that I've seen in his teams that makes me think well you know what give him a go because he's trying something different he's trying to all he's doing at the minute is continuing what the sort of club motto for this high press thing is. Yeah, and he comes out with those um, sayings um, during press interviews, like, you know, the, the, the team spirit is immense. And they always say that, don't they, when they take over somewhere. They always say that uh, to sort of build them up. When you're going to play potentially two sides that a lot of people will have put in the top five at the end of the season or definitely the top ten. Um, but, yeah, I suppose, you know, we, we've got two points. We're going to talk about them in a bit. We, we've talked for 18 minutes and, and nearly 40 seconds. So I know people don't want music, um, and, and I get that. But I thought it, it, it'd be unfair to us to just literally sit here and, you know, um, talk for... 55 minutes or so so we're going to play some music and then we'll be back in about four minutes time we'll look at Bristol we'll look at Stoke sabotage on the penalty spot and we'll also look ahead at Millwall this Saturday So 
sports you could dedicate that to Adam Murray. Here I go again, White Snake, 1987. I remember this. 16 year old I was. Thought I could conquer the world. <laughs> um, Steve, so we've had uh, two matches uh, at a million charts. First one was Bristol City. Now, Bristol City flying high, won the first four, uh, came to Oakwell. Uh, I suppose a match with, um, well, quite a few incidents, but initially looking at the lineup, lots of people quite happy. Adore were back, Palmer was back, Woodrow was where he, he should be playing, and in that respect, Adam, Adam Murray, I suppose, made, made the right decisions. And early on, you know, uh, from, a, from a, a corner, Michael Hellock completely unmarked back stick bang 1-0 I couldn't get my eyefaller on by that time so and you think well is this this new manager the fact that sometimes club have when somebody either leaves or somebody new comes in might actually be you know be alright um, that all changed because in was it five six minutes of the second half um, Bristol City Completely, utterly, to me, again, it's about opinion, tactically outplayed us. Um, I think it, 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 Holden got to grip with the way Barnsley play, realised how you can counter that tactically, and um, two goals, and we found ourselves 2-1 down, and it's like, well, here I go again. It, yeah. it, it's the same thing again, wasn't it? We were, we were unlucky with goals. Let's face it, they were both deflections. Yeah. Um, so that was unlucky. But yeah, we were, again, outplayed at times. And the theme that seems to be running through team from Saturday until last night is um, the high presses it, it, it does work but when you've got two or three players going towards the ball to close it down that's then leaving gaps for the other areas of the pitch so you've not got that out ball to sort of get you out of yeah. trouble to create an attacking opportunity then to push on because your two or three players have all gone to I hate to say it at times it looks a bit like it's like watching young kids on a Sunday morning they all go to one area then they all run to another like like a shoal of fish um, so it, it does take that aspect of the game away however then if you do play the, the high press well you can get the ball you can close them down it's, it's, it's difficult it's difficult it was, um, I suppose, if, if if you are using that gig and pressing two or three plays around the player and if, if he makes a mistake or misjudges a pass and you get onto that ball, immediately, you know, you're there. But what I think a lot of teams are finding out that actually if, if, if you pass amongst yourself pretty quick, you, that gig and press never really takes charge because all we're doing is, is following the ball and, and, and running. Um, I mean, you said it, two deflections. Um, you know, you go towards in the time and Solbauer is... Uh, uh, it's, it's brought down. Um, first of all, to you. Brought down. Brought down. Well, it was <laughs> I mean, I did put. I did put on Twitter. If that happened in Peel Square, you'd be done for GBH. But, um, but lots of people saying wasn't a penalty. You're, it's all again about opinions. When you saw it, you saw the replay. Um, first time, I thought it was just a coming together of players. Yeah. Got to be honest. When you watch the replay, then. You know, the guy's just jumped into him. He's not gone for ball or anything. He don't even look like he's, he's, he's looking where the ball's coming from, kind of thing. He's gone to take him out. Luckily, it's just on edge of box. Personally, I can't see how there's any, any complaint there at all. Um... Solbauer received, you know, medical attention off on a stretcher. You know, the, 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 the uh, paramedics were there. 
Barnsley physios, medical staff. Uh, a bit of a worry, wasn't it? I mean, he, he looked like he was, he was out for the count. First off, yeah, you thought this could actually be quite serious. So one of the main talking points, um, especially afterwards on Twitter, it was ridiculous. Bristol City kept going and going and going. Barnsley uh, fans on social media commenting on the fact that a professional is laid out and is getting, you know, immediate medical help. And, and that took 10 minutes. And the first, well, I can't say that. Nobody really seemed to mind that he was on the floor because three of them decided to sabotage sort of like the penalty spot. Is that sportsmanship? try to win or, or you know three points any way possible or is that a poor sort of you know error of judgment you know all they needed to do was get a shovel out and start digging it <laughs> um, the way that were the, you know and it's the way that they do it you know I'm not being funny there's cameras there there's other people there not as many as if you were you yeah. know everybody with it but do they think that you can't see them walking up looking down and what they're doing looking at that blade of grass and think oh I'll just tamp that down for him they're twisting on it they're digging it for one it was like Swan Lake like you were doing pirouettes oh, almost and unbelievable I'm just so so pleased we'll draw stuck it and what a cracking penalty it was well that was the next point while all that was going off, and, and some of the Barnsley players were around Solbauer, um, some were sort of talking amongst themselves, Coley Woodrow took himself off, took himself off to the dugout, had a drink of water, collected stuff. Ten minutes, if you know you're going to take a penalty, ten minutes is a long time. I mean, we know, we play walking football, Steve, you know? <laughs> if you want to call it, playing football, well, we stand Well, yeah. we, we play walking football on a Monday, and, and, then, and, then we, and then we can't walk for us. Yeah. Um, but... For Coley Woodrow, um, oh, let's face it, you know, he's been struggling for goals. Um, to take yourself off for 10 minutes, that penalty was the best way of dealing with everything that had happened before, wasn't it? With the sabotage on the penalty spot and poor sportsmanship and everything else. Um, if the roles were reversed, so let's say we play Millwall next week, I'm one of the Millwall players. Would you like to see an, an Alex Mowat just maybe digging it up a little bit, or or is it just Polish Polishmanship, no matter what colour shirt they wear? It's um, oh, I see. That's a difficult <laughs> thing to, um, no, it's poor sportsmanship. You know, yeah. players get away with enough during a game as it is. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. I think a Luke Steele sitting on the ball at Huddersfield for half an hour, yeah. you know, and everybody thought that were fantastic. Well, that poor sportsmanship. Well, if you asked, if you asked the Peterborough fans, well, especially one of them on Twitter, he's not happy that. But no, you know what I mean. There's certain things that footballers get away with yeah. that we sort of turn a blind eye to. Yeah, that were just blatant. Yeah, and no, it's not. It, it, it shouldn't be allowed. Um, there were a lot of afters on, on social media, but before and 2-2, you know, you got a Helic chipping in with a goal, and, you know, well taken header, wasn't it? Uh, they were very lucky, I mean, you know, they, they, were, you, they can't class his own goals, but they were two heavy deflections, you can't really blame the, the keeper for, and then to wait 10 minutes to take a penalty, so then all in all, you, you look back at that match, and was it... Point gained? Was it two points lost? How, how did you feel? Uh, for me, it was a point gained. Um, Bristol did look quite a class outfit at times. Um, although we did all, we'd all, all the zone, definitely. Um, but it's, uh, you know, before a game, if you would have said to me, what do you want today? Um, I'd have beat your hand off for a point. Yeah. Definitely beat your hand off for a point. Um, and he. 
as, as to sort of wrap up that section, standout player that match, if you can remember anybody that stood out, you thought, oh, because a couple came back, didn't they? Like, you know, Palmer played. Well, Palmer, Palmer was, was outstanding. I thought he had a really good game to say, he, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't involved to a couple of games towards the end of last season, but then obviously being out injured. Yeah. Um, I thought Woodrow, again, playing more in his sort of comfort zone, but not completely. Simmons, I thought, would look really lively. Um, so, yeah, in that respect, again, Solbell was just solid, weren't he, until he, until he got injured. But, yeah. um, after the match, they said Solbell was doing a little bit better. Obviously, he'd be out for a bit because you have to look at the protocol if it's a head injury or whatever. Um, so, we faced, uh, um, they always say, don't they? Ah, but can they do it on a Wednesday night in Stoke? Again, a match with, with well, plenty of bits to talk about. Um, first of all, the lineup. Uh, any surprises for you? Anything that you thought, oh, you know? Um, I'll, I'll tell you what actually surprised me. I thought Murray might have given Schmidt a start. Mm-hmm. But he obviously went with what well, I would say was a front three, probably, as Simo's Woodrow and, and Fritz. Yeah, I don't know if Simo was just playing the 10 role yeah, and with two in front, but yeah. I mean, the, the one thing, as soon as we're going on to that, that I've noticed from both games is... I can't work out whether we're actually a really fluid team, which sounds very professional. It does. I, I'm noting it down. You can use it again next week. That's right. <laughs> or is it just messy? Because you've got players that are doing the high press, so they're all over the field. They're running here. They're swapping positions. But then at other times, it's as though they're lost, as in, oh, what position should I be in now? I mean, their goal... What a lovely through ball that was, but that's only because he got loads of room because people had gone off again, closing the ball down, left him a gap. Woodrow, I think he's playing better in that sort of number. I'm not even going to call it a number nine role because it's not, because he created in a way both goals and on Moyes were chip. Yeah. He was out wide on right hand side for both goals. Yeah. Now, if he's knocking ball into box. Don't we want Woodrow actually in box yeah. to try and put it? So it, it's, it's, is it fluid? Is it a bit messy? Is it a bit unorganised at times? It's it's awkward, isn't it? Because if if somebody was to ask me the best goal scorer at the club or the out and out goal scorer, your number one for me, that will always be called Woodrow. I think he's got a bit of a pedigree around him, you know, in the box. We've seen, I think last season, season before, seventy five percent of his shots inside the area was first touch. So you know, he's got that instinct. He's been used out of position, is well documented for quite some time, and it's almost like he's, he's getting used to being back to where he should be. But like you say, he's creating things, um, you know, on the right flank, on the left hand side, and then putting balls in. But he should be on the end of those balls, shouldn't he? Yeah. You know, um, you, you talked about Palmer before. Um, obviously, no Solbauer. Yeah, I know we conceded two goals. However, I thought at times. To say we were playing without Solbauer, we have to think how we played as a defence when Solbauer, before Solbauer came here. I mean, it was it was terrible. But actually, I thought Anderson, you know, listen, the no, no Virgil van Dijk's, but I, I thought, you know, those individual mistakes are, are being cut out more and more. And, and we looked, well, a lot more solid than we, we did sort of like six, seven months ago. Yeah. Um, again, personal view. When we went to four at back against Bristol, I thought we played really well. Uh, I would have liked to seen us, if not stick with the four at the back, at least go to four at back when they went down to ten men. Yeah. But we didn't, so fair enough. Uh, Britain had a really good game. 
I think Adore had a better game even going forward he looked a lot better to, uh, last night yeah. um, Mads Anderson is 100% improved but still got a bit of a mistake mm. in and I think that's why he plays better with Sol Bauer yeah. because then he, he, he can you know he, he talks to him there's that communication isn't it yeah. Jordan Williams again another massively improved player uh, Saturday against Bristol I thought a couple of times he got caught up field because he pushed on too much and then when they broke with their outlet ball yep. you know he, he, he got left behind Helic is a really good defender I like him but I am surprised at how slow he actually is he does seem he's mm. definitely not a pace a pace defender uh, Stoke tried to exploit that, didn't they? Because the, everything was coming yes. down down that side. Um, again, a couple of talking points. The first one being the red card. Now, it wasn't very clear uh, what happened. Stoke manager afterwards, uh, in his words, uh, there was contact, which you would expect from a defender, obviously. Um, it was against Freezer. Uh, and the Barnsley player's gone down, holding his face, and bam, instant red. And he, he was surprised, uh, Michael O'Neill, with... He, he was surprised that uh, it was given really, really quickly with no, you know, discussion with his um, uh, linesman, anything like that. First point, I thought Stoke has got some journeymen in, in their team, some people who we talked about it before. You know, you talk about Stephen Fletcher, you talk about an Obi Mikel. They've been there. They've done it. Um, any Barnsley player so much as looked at them in the first half, they, they were down. Um, Tell you what, they went down quicker than Monica Lewinsky. Did, <laughs> to be honest, right? That's the one. Let me just take that off on the list. <laughs> yeah, um, you know what? Yeah, some of them, some of it, you just thought, what are you doing? He's nowhere near you. Yeah. For the for the sending off, no, I've got to be honest, couldn't really see it on, on flashback. They didn't really show it on iFollow uh, as to what happened. Referee must have seen something. For him to be, like you said, that quick with red card. It's got to have been some form of elbow or something like that. I'm not saying that Freezer, you know, like how many footballers these days, huh. as soon as they get a hand near the face, yeah. oh my God, and, and he's well. there and they're on floor. But referee's got to have seen something. Um, before. Um, before that, and, and I don't want to talk about it too much, and again, we, you know, we have slightly different opinions. Jack Walton, um, he saved us points after points last season and probably the reason we stayed up I would say is because he got a regular running goal um, probably a moment to forget from yesterday I mean he goes for the catch he hits his fingertips he can't catch it he drops to somebody and they score it you, you know I don't want to polish a turd that was poor wasn't it they were very poor they were very poor um, the one, I like Jack Walton I'll, I'll put that out there straight away young kid uh, got a big future after oh, but I've got the same thing written down from Saturday's game that I wrote down at half time last night and that is as a shot stopper uh, reaction wise I mean that one Fletcher, with Fletcher yeah. he were down and caught it with his foot brilliant but he still doesn't instill me with any confidence when it comes to crosses corners he seems a bit a bit flappy at times uh, set pieces I mean we, we, we are woefully poor at defending set pieces Every time a team, no matter who they are, get a set piece, it's squeaky bum time for me because I don't I don't know why, I don't know what it is, but we always struggle with set pieces. And it, it just doesn't instill any confidence in me, or possibly not in his defence either. 
for them sort of situations. There were a couple of times yesterday when communication seemed to be um, well down, I suppose. Towards the end, if I can remember, I think it was a corner or whatever that came both in. It was quite high. And I think Alex Mowat wanted to take it, but then I think, was it Simon West that came running in for it? And there was just, there was no communication. Two Barnsley players eventually went for it. It hit a, a Stoke player and, and, and he went out. Um they had a they had a chance. Uh, Jacob Brown, probably star well, star man last season. Face it, we're never going to score. <laughs> he could never do that one on one with a keeper. He never did it for us. As soon as he broke through, I thought I'll go and make send a cup of tea because they're not going to score here. <laughs> and lo and behold, lost it. Yeah. And carry on. Um, that last ten minutes, still probably played better than they had the whole game. Yeah. Gone down to ten men. It, it was as though they sort of woke up and thought, well, we've got a minute. You know, we, we we can do a bit of something here. We shrank, we were we were like a a turtle's head. We went back in the shell. Um, it was though we panicked. We ran ran out of ideas when we should have been pushing forward. We created a couple of chances. Woodrow had a cracking shot from edge of eighteen. Keep uh, Adam Davis. Yeah. mentioned Adam Davis had a really good game. He did. He he had he uh, got his money's worth yesterday, didn't he? Money's yeah, worth, definitely. <laughs> um, but yeah, when when I thought we would push on, and as I said, perhaps with a four at back, etc., um, just never materialised. I don't know if that's a player thing. Or is that a manager thing? Well, talking about manager, um, I, I th- and again, it's easy, isn't it? Sitting at home and, and judging, because ultimately that's what you do, you know, oh, that's yeah. true. Um, second half starts, they get an equaliser, and immediately, and it, it was, it, I, don't, I can't remember, 48, 49 minutes, something like that, they get an equaliser, and Murray makes a change. Now, I, I thought that was quite... <laughs> a rash sort of decision, if you know what I mean. I, I suppose he never really... He'll have, he'll have had his instructions to the team during the halftime talk. A goal, and it, listen, it was a mistake by by uh, Jack Walton that you know that, that led to the goal. We weren't outplayed. I thought it was a bit, I don't know, rash. Thing is, uh, did, was he already planning that in dressing room? And it's just the fact that they scored as he was making that substitution. I don't know. Uh, as it turned out, it took Palmer off. Hmm. I said earlier. A strange one for me that Burt brought Herbie Kane on looking at what Herbie Kane did on Saturday oh well you know that's you know I, I, I can live with that good player decent I'll, 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 be, I'll be honest Herbie Kane came on and for me did nothing uh, it looked it looked a little bit slow it looked to be he wanted the ball but didn't really do anything with it no I thought and I thought he said quite deep as well because yeah. the, the yeah. passing and um, it, we, we know it's hard if you go up against 10 men because sometimes that actually you know unifies the opponent doesn't it the, the, the 10 of them Stoke have got I've said again they've, they've got some experienced lads in there I felt when they were down to 10 men they actually took charge of the game far more than us I would have expected you know a, a point it's almost like we had 5 at the back that a change would have been made to put them under pressure but it, it, it felt to me that well Come at us if you want, and we'll we'll try and break it down and counter. But it, it never really worked. It, it's almost like the man getting sent off worked in their favour. Yeah, um, looking at it, that's how it that's how it did seem. Um, there wasn't really any major formation change. It was a, it was a sort of no, we're all right as we are. We'll carry on. Stoke did up the game because Stoke had been poor. 
uh, stuck, did up the game. Uh, that young lad who come on with double battle name, he had a couple, oh, yeah, yeah. couple of good runs down, down. And they were getting balls into box and they got players in box. I mean, we brought Luke Thomas on. The duo were pushing up that left-hand side. They were trying to get balls into box. That final bit of quality were lacking. Um, I mean, at times they couldn't cross the legs, let's be honest. Um, but again, you know, it, we're talking same old, same old. Whereas there were no, I know we've said it before, where, where is that plan B? When they go down to 10 men, have we not got a, when we're on top of game, and we were on top of game, mm. why did we not sort of push more, tech five front back, go down to four? I, I don't know. I, I think the experience almost showed a, a, a lot more with Stoke they knew when they were in possession they held on to the ball a lot more tried to take the pace out of any you know gig and press attack f- for Basel he's like whatever he old is is you know whatever they're paying him he will do that job for them and you can see he is pure class player it, it's like Mulby isn't it you know you don't have to be the fittest but he, he you know passes play it out um, I thought experience counted yesterday I thought Stoke dealt with it a lot better uh, and, and I can't know but I thought tactically again we were outdone outmastered whatever, whatever you want to call it yeah. however Wednesday you know can you do it on the Wednesday night at Stoke 2-2 two, two, well, another 2-2 two, two, it's another point probably would have taken it given how we went against Stoke last season home and away because yeah. they were both very very poor performances wasn't it but feel disappointed that we didn't take all three yeah um, before the game like you say Stoke will you take a point yeah snap your hand off on the performance from last night and the way that we were playing yeah I, I, I thought it was two points lost when we could have pushed on and probably got something out of game right to play another piece of music uh, only three minutes six seconds and then uh, a short preview of the Millwall game again it's for Adam Murray this one should I stay should I go darling you got to let me know should I stay or should I go if you say that you are mine I'll be here till the end of time So you got to let me know Should I stay or should I go It's always tease, tease, tease You're happy when I'm on my knees One day is fine and next is black so if you want me off your back Well come on and let me know Should I stay or should I go? Should I stay or should I go now? Should I stay or should I go now? If I go there will be trouble Decisions bugging me. If you don't want me, set me free. Exactly whom I'm supposed to be. Don't you know which clothes even fit me? Come on and let me know. 
Should I cool it or should I blow? I did all right this week. Two songs, that, sort of like for Adam Murray. So we had Should I Stay or Should I Go? Or Here I Go Again. Um, Adam Murray's in charge. We know it at least till after the weekend. Looking then at what we did against Bristol City, looking at what we've learned or not learned from Stoke, which players are you going to give another start to uh, against Millwall on Saturday? Or any other players that you think, actually, I'm going to give you a rest and I'm going to put somebody else in. So in other words, really, Steve, what would your lineup be? <laughs> For Saturday, here we go. This will get him. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's Stevie 65. <laughs> oh, thanks for that. Yeah. Number is <laughs> and it's all about opinions, isn't it? So, it's, it's yeah. Um, Brad Collins is obviously injured. Yes, yeah. Even if he wasn't injured, I would probably still go with Jack Walton. Um, he needs to keep his confidence. And he, need, he needs to play. And, play. and Sorry, but if, if, if you take him out because of that mistake, it, it, that's sometimes harder, actually. Nobody will be more tough on Jack Walter than Jack Walter himself, and he'll want to make sure that doesn't happen again. So, yeah, Walter Gold, yeah, yeah, I would. So that's, so that's keep it sorted, obviously. Uh, I'm going to be, play a controversial oh. four at the back. Yeah. Um, for me, if Solbao is fit, he plays. Yeah. There's no two ways about that. Um, Adore at left. Yeah. Britain on his performance last night. Yeah. At the right, definitely. And Helic. Yeah. Uh, in uh, your two centres. Um, I would then play Ramal Palmer. Yeah, but sit, is that the bottom of a just diamond? Just, <laughs> see, you Ramal Palmer. Yeah. And Matty James. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then I would probably have um, Woodrow at front. Yeah. Then I would play probably a three. Right, okay. So it's a four, two, three, one. Yeah. If you like, if you see what I'm doing. I like, I like it. And then your three, for me, would probably be Moit, right hand side. Yeah. Simois, left hand side. Herbie Kane. Hmm. That's. There you go. I like see it. See what you think. No, I like it. I like it. I mean, we don't know. Chris did well. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But. Millwall, it'll be a, again. A completely Mill, Millwall have always been a big physical side, and I suppose yeah. you, you're not gonna. I know it sounds wrong. We're not gonna win those battles in the air or whatever. We have to outplay them. We have to use pace, and we have to use, you know, a decent young team. It's on the break, isn't it? Um, yeah. And it's, it's, we need that bit of experience. Matty James will bring that experience yeah. to back. Uh, you've got the fight then of Ramal Palmer. I mean, I'm assuming Matty James is fit. Oh, well, he was on the bench, so I think he's he's been without game time for a bit. But the only thing, like, but you can Palmer at side of him. Then you've got Palmer's legs, Matty James's brain. Oh, I like it. You like that? I like it. Like um, I, the only thing really left to ask you then is, how do you see that one going? Obviously, we don't know the lineup, but we know Murray's in charge for at least another one. Um, done all right with Millwall lately, you know, but. It, it's time. We said earlier, didn't we? It's great getting a draw. 
you're now getting towards that stage of the season. If you make three points, you climb three or four places. Soon, you get a, you might win, but you stay where you are. We're fourth from bottom at the moment. I mean, it's it's not great, but it is what it is. Um, I don't know if we can say we do a win, but we must get a win sooner rather than later. On performances, dual win for me don't count. No. Nope. Um, we need to come up with something, either a new idea or a new some, some, something different yeah. that we've not seen through Struber and Stendhal and Murray uh, sort of thing. But I think a win will come. Will it come on Saturday at Millwall? Obviously, I'd like to think it will. Yeah. Will I take a point now? about your hand off for a point now mm. um, again it's that are they going to be focused if the manager is going to be decided over the weekend is Murray going to be focused there's a lot of, a lot of questions this weekend that really need to be answered by players and by the club as well let's get that new manager in Absolutely fantastic. As always, Red's report is about opinions. Just because we're set here doesn't mean we're right. Well, Steve always says he is, but it's not really, is it? So um, let us know. Uh, interact with us on Twitter at Red's report underscore. Um, the Reds travel to Millwall on Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully by then the club might have made a decision about who the new head coach is. Uh, we might have to brush up on our French. Is he, fr- is he French? I think you were French. I thought you were Iranian stroke something else. But I know a bit of French, so we'll see if he knows. I know what bit of French you know. So, <laughs> so um, I suppose some crucial times ahead. Um, the point that I forgot to make is um, we do need a tall um, striker. striker, don't we? A target man, because uh, against Brittle City, Anderson gets told to sort of go up and, and do what he can do. Mm. That's when Solbauer got the injury. So I think if that's the final piece of our puzzle and we get a coach that can work with these players I think the, the, the future can be you know, I'm not going to say we get top 10 but we should be able to compete better than maybe what we're doing now somewhere. Another two or three weeks time new manager comes in couple of wins mid-table we'll all be you know we'll not even be worried about what's happened over the last couple of weeks As always Steve thank you very much Pleasure Hope to see you again next week Okay <laughs> Uh, You've been listening to the Reds Report, Steve, Andrews, Carlo and the Watering. Uh, Podcast will be up later at Reds Report underscore on Twitter. Um, Stay safe, wash your hands, keep your distance and uh, you Reds. The Reds Report on the Vibe. Sponsored by Opium, the number one indie bar in Barnsley. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this... But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. 
Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network. The ultimate on demand destination for the UK's best fan led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight, analysis, and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the Talksport Fan Network. Unbeatable club dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search Talksport Fan Network.